Are you ready to take your intermittent fasting lifestyle to the next level? There's nothing better than community to help with that. In the Delay Don't Deny community, we all embrace the clean fast, and there's just the right support for you as you live your intermittent fasting lifestyle. You can connect directly with me in the Ask Jen group, and I'll answer all of your questions personally. If you're new to intermittent fasting or recommitting to the intermittent fasting lifestyle, join the 28-Day Fast Start group. After your fast start, join us for support in the first-year group. Need tips for long-term maintenance? We have a place for that. There are many more useful spaces beyond these, and you can interact in as many as you like. Visit jenstevens.com community to join us. An annual membership costs just over a dollar a week when you do the math. If you aren't ready to fully commit for a year, join for a month, and you can cancel at any time. If you know you'll want to stay forever, we also have a lifetime membership option available. IF is free. You don't need to join our community to fast. But if you're looking for support from a community of like-minded intermittent fasters, we're here for you at jenstevens.com community. That's jenstevens.com community. Achieving my long-term goals is more about creating healthy habits and less about quick fixes. And that's why I love both intermittent fasting and daily harvest. Tim Spector, a gut health expert and founder of Zoe, and Dr. B, gastroenterologist and author of Fiber Fueled, recommend that you aim for at least 30 unique plant foods per week. Daily Harvest helps make it easy. One of my favorite options is the sweet potato and wild rice hash harvest bowl. With Daily Harvest, I'm getting tons of plant-based options built on organic fruits and vegetables that are easy to prep and free of weird ingredients such as fillers, seed oils, and added sugars. Create healthy habits that last with Daily Harvest. For a limited time only, go to dailyharvest.com ifstories to get $30 off your first box plus free shipping. That's dailyharvest.com ifstories for $30 off your first box and free shipping. Daily harvest.com slash is stories. Welcome to Intermittent Fasting Stories. I'm your host, Jen Stevens, author of the New York Times bestseller, Fast Feast Repeat, as well as the book that started it all, Delay Don't Deny. I lost over 80 pounds thanks to intermittent fasting after learning how to delay my eating rather than denying myself the delicious foods I want to eat. Now, Who's ready to hear an inspirational intermittent fasting story? That's why we're here. So let's get excited to talk to today's guest. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 262 of Intermittent Fasting Stories. Today, I'm here with Jennifer Goldstein. Jennifer lives in Franklin, North Carolina, and she is a stay-at-home mom and a foster mom with four kids at home, and she is also a former teacher. Welcome, Jennifer. Thank you. I am so excited to be here and finally meet you and talk to you in person. I'm excited to talk to you. And um, we did a lot of troubleshooting before we started. We had technology (laughs) glitches. That's always fun. So everybody who's hearing the podcast, sometimes we have a whole long chat of, try this, try that. But we made it. We, we did. We did. We were. We we beat the the Chrome microphone access weirdness. Anyway, it's always always something going on with technology. Thank goodness for technology, though, right? Yes, very true. I agree with that. <laughs> well, I'm super glad to talk to you today. And you know, I like to start by asking, what brought you to intermittent fasting, and when was that? Oh, this is such a loaded question for it me because I keep thinking, where do I start? Do I start start all the <laughs> way back? <laughs> so. <laughs> I mean, when I actually started fasting, and then I'll backtrack, I'm sure, to like okay. my my history of, I guess, food or whatever. Okay, so 2020, the famous 2020, basically in March when everything hit the fan, we had just started fostering for the first time. We had our first little boy with us, and we were told we'd have all this support, and he'll go to school, and you'll have time in the middle of the day to get oh. your stuff done, and then all of a sudden, boom, Ooh. you have kids at home. And I had my own, my little girl and then him, and it was just like, 
it felt like everything I thought was going to be was not it. And I just felt this like panic. The whole world felt it. We all felt it for different reasons. I never even thought about that, about what what would happen. You know, because I, I taught for a lot of years and we would have foster kids that would come into the school system, staying with the, the family. And I never thought about what if a pandemic happens while you're fostering. Yes, it was no support. Adventure. It's just you, right? It was just me. That's right. And they're so like, no, sorry, to... you're in a bubble now. Yes, right? exactly. You can't leave your house. I'm like, wait, no, 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 no. This is not the plan. <laughs> right. We made it. We found ways to keep them, you know, entertained and moving. And we'd go outside for walks every single day. I tried to kind of create routines. But in the midst of all of it, in the afternoons, when the kids were napping or having their little quiet time, I'm like panic eating and stress eating. And I realized it was just like getting out of control. I remember it's funny, not funny. My husband, sweet husband, bought me for Mother's Day this case of Dove chocolates because he knows I love them. And they were these little individual chocolates. Those are the ones that have the messages inside and you unwrap them and they have like an inspirational message. Yes, exactly. So he was like, I was going to put one on your pillow, but I thought I would just give you the case and you could do what you want. Well, that was like the worst thing he ever said because I remember one day just sitting in my bedroom after I put the kids down, like eating chocolate. You got a lot of inspirational messages that day. You probably needed them. All right. What does the next one say? This one's good. What's the next one? one. (laughs) (laughs) It was not pretty. And I realized like, this is so not good. You are turning to food to solve the world's problems and like just de-stress, which it does the opposite. Sugar for me does not do that at all. It just kind of hypes me up or makes me like hangry afterward. You know, the whole blood sugar roller coaster we go on. Yeah. So I... I had done keto in the past, which I'll back up a little bit to that. When I was pregnant with my daughter, who's now five, in 2017, I had gestational diabetes, which totally threw me for a loop because I thought I was pretty healthy. Like even the doctors were like, you don't look like someone, you know, because I didn't fit the stereotype. Like I'm, I almost think, I don't know if you've heard that term, like skinny fat, fat skin. Yeah, I, was I do. Which, yeah. Where it's like your blood is showing something different than what the outside of you shows. So like, it's like like skinny on the outside, fat on the inside or yes. something. I don't know. Yes. So it was like a clue that metabolically something was not right. But I had just been following the rules because I'm a rule follower. And you said, eat this many calories. So I would do that. But how many of my calories were probably Dove chocolates? It was a problem. Right. So I had been like just And I was doing the whole eat every two, three hours all day long. So these little meals that just left me hungry and hangry all the time. And so obviously when I was pregnant, I couldn't be doing keto, but I started doing paleo because I didn't want to go on any medication. I was like, I will prick my finger three times a day, whatever you tell me to do, but I'm going to try and fix this. So I started doing paleo the whole time I was pregnant and it went great. I didn't have to go on anything. And then after she was born and after I basically weaned, you know, like, I think we made it to like nine months and I was finished nursing. Then I started, I had been looking into keto because it seemed like this might fix my blood sugar issues. So I started doing that. And actually I know it is not your story, but for me, it really was what I needed to fix my metabolic issues. Oh, I totally believe that. I believe that it is the answer for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. It really helped me a lot. But the long range. It was like, I cannot do this forever. Like, you know, like you're doing it and it's like a year in, I'm like, okay, I feel really good. So I can do this, but you also have kids and they're getting tired of the same kind of foods all the time. I would make sure they were getting more carbs than I was, but it still was like, I don't know. It just was not sustainable long-term for me. I know some Mm -hmm. people can do it, but so somewhere along the path, I started listening to some podcasts and she was talking about carb cycling. And I'm like, well, maybe that would be something, add in some carbs. And then somewhere along the way, she mentioned intermittent fasting. And I'm like, I remember hearing that term a little bit from Jason Fung when I was going down the keto path. Let me look into this. And I typed in intermittent fasting into podcasts. And because you picked that genius name, (laughs) you're the one that came up. So I started with you and Melanie on your intermittent fasting podcast, but then you mentioned something about your other one. And I'm like, Ooh, stories. That sounds even more like something I would really get into. So I hopped over to that one and I just like binge listened to that thing for, Oh my gosh, days, weeks. I don't know. Like anytime you were with me in the car, you were probably listening to funny. Gin. And when was that? When, when did that? So this was probably 20. Okay. So it would have been after the 2020 incident. Yes. It was right around school starting which wasn't starting because of the pandemic. So like August, 2020 was when I started listening and was like, this feels like something I could do and I can still eat what I want within reason. You know how it goes. Like I started off 
I will eat whatever I Okay, well, let me back up. So first, okay. I, after that, I got the book, Delay, Don't Deny. Okay. And it really spoke to me. It just really was like, this all makes sense. Everything I have ever done to this point now makes sense. Why it didn't work. Why did I always feel like I'm always tired? Why do I always feel like I'm just running toward the next food? And I'm always thinking about when's my next meal? What am I going to eat? Or like planning my food out because yeah. that's what I thought you were supposed to do. Well, and you also on that blood sugar roller coaster, you needed to, you know, yeah. it's really funny. I love my son, Cal and his wife, Kate. They were just here visiting for three days and they are frequent eaters. And mm. it is so funny to watch. One day they ate like four times before we even had dinner. And we were going to go have dinner. And like Cal was getting hangry. Yes. He's like, we, because Will was going to come and meet us, but he was running late and he had to have on pajama pants. I'm like, no, you're not wearing pajama pants to the restaurant. I mean, you know, <laughs> the things we do as parents. He's like, it's okay. I'm like, you know, the beach is casual, but maybe not that casual. Maybe not. <laughs> so, but Cal was getting hangry because he, he really was. And I'm like, you know, I'm fine. I haven't even eaten right? yet. Exactly. <laughs> You've eaten four times. I have watched it. Right? So. <laughs> it's so crazy. Yeah. Like I did not eat yesterday, which I'll get into that eventually, like, yeah. I'm sure. But I didn't eat and I'm still fine. Like exactly. It's wild. Like it blows my mind. <laughs> Those but frequent eaters were not, he was not fine. He was really no. angry. I'm like, it'll be all right. We'll get there. You'll get something in a minute. It's only been like three hours, two hours. <laughs> <laughs> You can do this. Suck it up, buddy. <laughs> exactly. Anyway. So funny. So you, you, Delay Don't Deny spoke to you and it helps you understand why everything had been so hard. Like really, it, it we're like, all that advice was so bad. It was. Before. It was so bad. But you're just trying to follow what they tell you to do. Yeah. You're trying to do the right thing. So reading that book just really opened my eyes and I was like, okay. And in your podcast at the time, you were talking a lot about like 19.5 worked pretty well for you. So I'm like, well, that, I know you're supposed to like ease in, but because I had kind of dipped my toes in it a little bit when I was doing keto, even though I was not doing it clean back then. And I was having my coffee with cream and stevia. It was still like, okay, I know I could do this. So let mm -hmm. me try getting as close as I can and just see how. And you I was probably fat adapted from all yeah, that keto. So exactly. really, if you're already fat adapted, then it's a lot easier to just jump right in. It really was like, it wasn't immediate, but it was really quickly. I was able to do like a 24, 19, five window, pretty pretty effortlessly and just feeling so good the rest of the day. And then it was such like, I can't even express the joy of like being able to sit down with a big plate of food, not this little like bird uh -huh. food, but like, I'm going to eat until I am full. And yes, there's that like window where you're finding out what full feels like because you never got to really experience it and like just eat. And sometimes you're too full and then eat less the next day and then learning my own body. And I think that's been one of the best parts of this journey is just learning to listen to my body that I can trust it and not always feeling like, no, but this says to do that. But instead like, mm, I don't know about this. What, you know, like it's just been really interesting to learn that I can actually trust it. And I love what you said there because it's true. You know, if we've been dieting for a long time, decades, whatever it might be, and always forcing ourselves to stop eating before we're truly satisfied always, always having to do that. When you're adapting to an eating window, it can be really hard to know, am I full? Am I too full? Is this too much? You know, I've always been a big eater. I remember when Chad and I were dating, he would be surprised at how much I would <laughs> eat at one time because I just like to have a, a satisfying meal. I'm a hearty yeah. eater. And I like, I would be eating more than him. <laughs> <You Right. know? laughs> I still probably do, but yes. he, eats, he eats more meals during the day than I do, of course. You know, he has his 11 o'clock meal and but we really do have to learn our bodies. And and when is that this is enough and not too much? Oops, that was too much. You know, when you learn how not to cross that. Yeah. It's been an interesting journey just learning all of that. You got to 19.5 and 24 pretty quick, you were saying, and it just felt good. And you were figuring out your hunger cues. Mm -hmm. And I will say it helps because my husband actually does it with me. He's very supportive. He has gone down the road of some crazy plans with me. When he met me, I was vegetarian, which for me was not the best health plan for me. I think it, I was actually vegetarian from 2002 to 2008. That's a long time. Yes. And when I had my son, that was really my breaking point. I was so tired all the time. And I think I was probably low on B vitamins. I wasn't like supplementing or anything. I was just trying to use food and I'm sure I was not using the best food. I was just eating within, you know, just, it just can't be animal food. And I just was Finally, like, I feel like I have no strength. I can't do anything. We got my, we did like blood results for our insurance and found that my triglycerides were like through the roof. Wow. And 
all this crazy stuff. And I'm like, this doesn't make sense. I'm so healthy. I'm a vegetarian. Isn't that yeah. like the healthy thing? It was not the healthy thing for me. And then it was actually my father-in-law gave me some book. I wish I knew what it was now, but it basically was saying like how important animal foods are for our bodies. And so I was like, well, let me try adding it back in. And it was very quickly, I started feeling like my energy coming back. And okay, for me, this is what my body needs. I, I really, really think it depends on us, on our, our bodies. You know, I mm-hmm. need some meat. Yes, let me think. Yesterday, I didn't eat any meat at all. It just happened that way. Chad, I don't know what he had for lunch. I didn't see it, but we didn't eat meat at dinner and he was fine. But, you know, my friend Sherry, who has life lessons with me, she needs to have meat at dinner every night. Yeah. Like she needs it or she's not satisfied. Where I was like yeah. perfectly fine, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. I've it noticed really that is. now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For me, I have to have it or I feel like I feel the blood cr- sugar crash, which also shows me like I'm still in healing. I'm not like there. So I know for some people they might like I'm petite. I'm I'm not skinny, but I'm I'm some might say, I don't know. It feels weird to call yourself skinny. I don't know. I'm five three and I'm a hundred. 15 pounds. As of today, I stepped on the scale so I would know where I'm at. That sounds like an ideal size. That sounds really good. But you know, here's what I'm going to say about blood sugar crashes. One thing I've learned about that is that doesn't mean you're not healthy. That just might be what your body does. Like I Mm. have always been that way from when I was a little girl and I was scrawny skinny. Like I was all elbows and knees Mm -hmm. and all and you know, knobby knees and people used to tease me for being too skinny when I was a little girl. Mm -hmm. And I always had blood sugar crashes if I didn't eat the right kinds of things. Like if I woke up and had a donut, you know, how people will like give you donuts for breakfast. What in the world is that even all about? Who thinks that's a good idea? Even as a little girl, I I knew I felt terrible after I ate something like that. Mm -hmm. I didn't really understand why, but I just, I was like, I don't like that. No. So like I always knew I felt better if I had eggs for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Like I just knew that. Like I didn't eat candy by itself because I didn't like the way I felt after I did it as a little girl. So I, you know, after going through the Zoe test, I have poor blood sugar control. That's how my body mm-hmm. is. It just, that's, yeah. and it might be, my guess is, I don't know for sure. My guess is I probably pump out maybe too much insulin and then it crashes me down. And also, I mean, that makes sense why it was easy for me to gain weight if I overproduce insulin. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know what a fan I am of Dr. Tim Spector and the work he's doing with Zoe. I was first introduced to his work in 2015, and I've been following his research ever since. What I love most about the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast is that they have weekly interviews with world-leading experts who explain how their latest research can benefit your health. Recently, I was thrilled to finally meet him face-to-face as we recorded an episode for the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast, and this episode aired on on April 11th. We had a chance to talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study, and I had the opportunity to explain the clean fast to Jonathan, which may explain why he didn't enjoy his prior experiences with fasting. Search for Zoe Science and Nutrition on your podcast player or on YouTube to hear the latest episode, and don't forget to look for the April 11th episode to hear me, Tim, and Jonathan talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study. We all face stress in our daily lives. What if the answer to a better stress response is in one key nutrient? I'm talking about magnesium and specifically magnesium breakthrough by by optimizers. This one-of-a-kind product is designed to reverse low levels of magnesium, which could have a positive effect on our stress response. But don't take my word for it. Here's a quote from a 2020 issue of the scientific journal Nutrients. Results suggest that stress could increase magnesium loss, causing a deficiency, and in turn, magnesium deficiency could enhance the body's susceptibility to stress, resulting in a magnesium and stress vicious circle. I only recommend Magnesium Breakthrough by Bioptimizers. It's the only organic full-spectrum magnesium supplement that includes seven unique forms of magnesium for stress resilience and better sleep. Simply go to bioptimizers.com slash ifstories, promo code ifstories10 to get your magnesium breakthrough and find out this month's gift with purchase. That's bioptimizers.com slash ifstories, promo code ifstories10. Or somebody else might not pump out much insulin. I don't know. And they, their blood sugar wouldn't crash. I totally agree with that. And that's exactly what happens to me. But my body's remember, enthusiastic. It's like, right, insulin. Exactly. <laughs> <You know? laughs> here it comes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and then we would have to crash. But uh-huh. you know, we're not all going to secrete insulin at the same rate. That's so true. I just have a feeling my body's just enthusiastic about that. And so, you know, I don't think it means I'm unhealthy. It's just the way my body works. And I have, have learned, even as a kid, I didn't know why, but I knew what foods didn't, didn't really work well for me. Yeah, that's so interesting. And as you start to learn that, because it's the same thing, we'll go to a birthday party and someone, of course, they have cake. And I'm like, I just say, I'm not a cake person because I know I'm going to feel like junk in like 15 minutes. It cake does that to me, even now, even if it's yeah. good quality cake, like really right. good quality carrot cake with cream cheese icing is going to mm-hmm. crash me down. Cake has always done that to me. Yeah. Same. I just know, well, ice cream, I'm fine. Oh, I love ice cream. Yeah. I can do that. <laughs> All the time. In fact, I've kind of learned a hack, which isn't great, but I've learned oh, yeah. a hack is I, great. Right. I've learned if I'm making a dessert, like, okay, we're having something with the kids, I will have a portion of ice cream with it and just have a smaller bit of whatever it is I'm making, like whatever brownies, I have a smaller amount of brownies with ice cream with it. And it for whatever reason, it just tempers that. It's the fat in the ice cream. It yeah. is, it will, it, what it does is it keeps it from the, the sugar from like hitting your bloodstream so quickly. It slows the absorption of it. And so it comes in more slowly. Have you seen that book, The Glucose Revolution? It's new. It it came out over the summer, I think. And her, is that the, girl, the, gluco- the goddess glucose something? goddess? That's yes, it. her yes. name is Jessie. I haven't read the whole thing. I started reading it. I just barely started reading it. It's on my Kindle. I really the the best way to really see it visually is go to her Instagram. Mm, and okay. she has all these images on her Instagram of like of, of her own blood sugar. And it's not like this is how it's going to be for everybody, but she'll show here's what happened. It shows the glucose curve when she had like, let's just say a donut by itself or vanilla ice cream plus a donut. And it yeah. shows how it, but it's, it's the way that it gets into your bloodstream and, and slows that sugar from just like, bam. And how, how things lower that curve. So it's fascinating. It really is. It really is when you learn those just little details. Uh-huh. Things like adding such a, a vegetable ahead of time. But those are, yeah. the, she actually, the whole book I think is about like hacks so that you're not Ooh. having that ups and downs roller coaster. You want to yes. keep it just more gentle. And, yeah. and that's that's actually brilliant. I love your ice cream really with, a don't, well, with, a, um, <laughs> with a brownie hack. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just good to know those little things. Or even like, I always have Greek yogurt in the fridge. I love Greek yogurt. So if I'm ever, if I do have something in my window and it's like, oh, that was a bad idea. I feel the crash coming. I can just go have just a few bites. But because of the protein and the fat, it just whoop straightens me back out so quick. Or peanut butter, you know, just having those things on hand. Because I'm not like, I only eat this kind of food. I am very much now like the world is my oyster. Whatever I'm in the mood for, that's what we're cooking. I love to cook. I a friend of mine gave me a sourdough starter about I don't know six nine months ago, and I was making all the sourdough. I did kill it over the summer. I don't know if it was too hot in my house, but it died. I was very sad. But my friend's Aww. sending me more. Well, but, I um, had one. Someone sent me, and I killed it immediately. I never oh ever made made it to sourdough. I just <laughs> not able to do it. I don't know. That's so funny. I'll just say it was too hot. Let's just go with Let's that. Let's say that, yeah. Totally. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm barely keeping these cats alive. No, not really. I'm good at keeping cats alive. I can't keep I'm not good alive, with animals. So. So. I'll anyway, stick with the sourdough. You started off right at 19524 and yeah. and that worked really well. At that time, how much weight you told us now you're you're 115 when you started with intermittent fasting in August of 2020. What was your weight like at that point? I mean, I feel like, and again, also because I was doing keto, I think I was around, okay, so before I did any of those things, I remember that chart that they always gave you that always told you 1200 calories. It always said 126 was like the the ideal weight, quote unquote, for me. So I was always like, okay, that's the number. If I'm there, then I don't care. I'm eating fine. I don't have to think about it. Oh, and I would also forgot to mention this, but I would exercise because there's that whole supposed calories in, calories out. more, right? Yes. Uh, Yeah, exactly. So, oh, I'll just, you know, I want to something, whatever for dinner, I'll just go do the treadmill for this long and count my little cat as if that's so accurate anyway, you know, (laughs) anyway, we, we all do these little games. Yeah. So I would always just make 126. So when it went under that first with keto and then being able to maintain it, probably, I think it was like 120 even when I started fasting, it was like, I'm still staying the same size, but I'm not having to eat only these like, right, what felt like 10 foods, I could, you know, have whatever. It just felt so freeing to me. So I really for me, it's been almost like maintenance and just like, 
the health. So you were not, when you started intermittent fasting, you were maybe about 10 pounds heavier than you are now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, probably that was about it. And during the pandemic, was, when you got like to the point that you're at your highest, how high did that get? That's the crazy thing. I mean, maybe I was 120. I mean, maybe I hit 125. I don't okay. know. So it wasn't that I was heavy, but I could feel like okay. I would run to sugar. And so I could feel like I was doing this all day, like up and down, up and down, you know, like chasing the next, okay, I've got to go eat something. I feel like junk again. Oh, I've got to go eat something. And just like trying to get stable. And I didn't know what to do, like how to fix it because I started my day with food. So I was just riding that roller coaster the entire day. So it wasn't even for me, I'm one of those that it wasn't for the weight loss at all. It was just, I want to feel healthy and wanted to have that like clarity of mind and not like, Wanting to explode every time, you know, a child, which kids do things all the time that can oh, yeah, set they- you off. <laughs> like not feeling like I was on edge and had to like quench this fire that wanted to be like, what are you doing? It was just like, okay, I'm chill now. I mean, here's an example. The other day we went to, or I, I got a call from my daughter's gymnastics camp that she had fallen on the uh, trampoline and hurt her leg and to come get her. So we went to the ER and turned out she broke her leg. Oh, no. So she's in a cast right now. Um, and she so, really did hurt herself. She really did. <laughs> Bad mom. I was like, she's fine. It doesn't oh, even I look know. like <laughs> I'm like, straighten your leg out. They're trying to do an x-ray. She's like, mommy, I can't. I felt so bad. I'm like, oh my gosh, it was uh, really My broken. sister <laughs> broke her arm in a weird way, like above the elbow, which is a very unusual Ooh. break. When she was a little girl, she fell off the swing set. And my stepmother was like, you are fine. Go to bed. <laughs> and she my stepmother felt so bad when because oh Allison was like crying all night and crying oh. the next morning and they went and it was broken. Just <laughs> so don't feel bad. You're not the only mom who's like, you're fine. And then shake it not. off. Yeah, but you took her straight to the ER. So see you're I did. You won a prize there. <laughs> yeah. It was so crazy. But we're sitting in that ER, you know, that's never a quick process. So we were there the whole day. It was probably like six o'clock. And I picked her up around noon. I didn't eat the whole day. Yeah. And it was fine. If I had eaten breakfast, I would have been like, oh my gosh, I'm shaky. I'm hungry. I can't deal with the stress of the situation. And I remember just sitting there as the doctors would come in and out and the thing would just be delayed on and on. And I was like, I feel so at peace. Like my mind is just settled and chill and I can take in what's happening around me and not feel this like, I don't know, just frazzledness. It's just like a peace. You know, it you really were like, is. we're handling this. This is not good. But it, that, that is really how I feel with fasting. Yes. And it's why I have an evening eating window because I can go through the whole day emotionally mm-hmm. calm no matter what's happening. You just deal with it. Yeah. And along so with true. the blood sugar not going up and down, your emotions are not on that roller coaster either. No. It so, is amazing. Yeah. yeah. So fasting got you through it and you didn't need to eat because if, like you said, if you had had breakfast and whatever, you would have been like, we're hangry. You'd be yeah. eating out Where's of the, the vending machine. machine. Yeah. <laughs> and then you'd be hungry even 30 minutes later because yeah. anything out of a vending machine is going to oh, like man. not be satisfying, no. like Cheez-Its no. or something. Exactly. I mean, yeah. You're lucky you might have peanut butter crackers, but even right. so, yeah. you're going to be hungry in an hour. So. It's true. Yeah. And what's interesting is I've noticed with my kids, now that I see it, I don't push snacks on them. Really, we don't even do snacks in our house. It's like we eat our meals and Mm -hmm. let's just, I want you to be hungry for your meal and not be so full on goldfish that you don't want the actual food I'm cooking for you. So even my daughter who she ate a little, no, actually it ended up, she hadn't even had her lunch. I ended up bringing in with me and she was just so stressed out. She didn't eat, but it wasn't until the whole thing was over. It was like six o'clock. She finally ate And that was like the first time. And even she, I noticed like her body is able to handle these sorts of things because she's not in this like constant state. Like I ate an hour ago. I need another snack. I need another snack. And I think we've, we are training kids right now to depend on snack to snack to snack because the whole culture, it really has changed. Cause I can remember when I was a little girl, it wasn't like that. You know, we had breakfast, we had lunch, we had dinner. You might have an after school snack, but not so much that you would spoil your dinner. That was literally what we said. Don't spoil your dinner. Have this little snack. We were not always snacking. But now, I mean, when my boys were little, we carried around bags of snacks everywhere we went. Mm -hmm. We didn't used to do that. No. We're we're soothing them with snacks. Right. I can see that in just... It's hard almost now when I go out with friends, I have to kind of prep myself like she's going to eat all the snacks because everyone else is going to have the snacks. You just go with the flow because we're not... We just don't work that way. I don't really buy it. So it's just not an option. And we even do, we do dinner a little earlier because by the time I pick up all the kids, because four kids, four different schools. So that's right. fun this year. Oh. They're all in different schools. <laughs> so by the time hard. we get, 
by the time we get home there, it's like four. So usually I'm like, I've put something in the crock pot lately since school's just starting and I'm finding my new rhythm and I'll just like be doing the finishing touches. So we might eat at like four 30. So we eat a little earlier just so they don't have to have that afternoon snack. And that has actually worked well for us. And then I make a really big portion so they can eat as much as they want. And then, you know, if we do do something like a little dessert that goes with it, with the ice cream, I know that they're going to be nice and full and they don't ever ask for anything after dinner. We had a system set up where like, if you do these extra chores, you can have like snack money, but they honestly don't want to do the extra chores. So I'm like, well, you're saving me money. That's fine. Obviously I'm feeding you enough if you're not like pushing for extra stuff. So is that when you, when you open your window with that dinner or do you open earlier? I used to, I used to open it at dinner and actually now it's because, well, I think it's because of the summer. Okay. I started because they were home all day. We would do lunch together and then dinner. So I would kind of push lunch to around 12 and I would do two meals a day at that point. So I would do lunch and dinner. My windows have kind of fluctuated lately. I've noticed, um, like right now for how many months now, probably two or three months I've been playing with ADF. So that's been kind of, I love it. I know people have like, you're in one camp or another, but I'm just going to jump into it. I feel so much better. I just feel better when I'm fasted. And I know you can't fast all the time because you got to eat, which I love eating also. I really love eating. But for me, there's something about my like my down day, which for example, was yesterday. I just keep it very chill. And I kind of think of it as like my healing body day. So I do things like I make sure I get a nice bath in the evening. I try to get a walk in and get out in the sunshine. I might paint my toenails. I'll do all those like pampering things. Yeah. So it's kind of like I'm telling my body, you're pampering yourself and it doesn't have to be with food. You can do other things to treat yourself. And so it kind of has broken any like reward system that I've created in my mind with food. But then there's also the treat of the next day. I start pretty much when I get up, I like to do like my quiet time in the morning and I'll sit and read my Bible and have my coffee. And I will, if I've done a fast the whole day before, I will let myself because I want to get my appetite going because I want to make sure I get enough calories in. Yeah. So I will let myself have the cream with the stevia in it on those days only. And then if I've had, you know, if I fasted the day before, so I get, I'm usually hungry and like, I just start, I start very simply like I'll have that first. And then a couple hours later, I'm usually getting hungry. So I'll just have like Greek yogurt with berries and some honey on it. And then by lunchtime, then I'm ready to eat and have like a good appetite and then dinner. But I don't really do a lot of snacking in between because I noticed that's where the trouble would start. That's where it's, you know, you get, you're eating the junk food in between the meals. So it's like, if I'm waiting for a meal, I know I'm going to make something that's delicious and satisfying and that will cover all those just, I don't know getting junk in that you don't really need. I know what you mean. The snacky things, you know, like I have, I have pita chips in the cabinet because we have hummus and I like pita chips and hummus. But if I was like eating all day, I would like crunch a few pita chips here and there. And you you have to be like, no, I don't need to have all these snacks. I think that's a really good strategy. And I really want to highlight it again for people who are listening, who are trying ADF. The biggest mistake people make with ADF is waiting too long to eat on the up days because Sometimes people are like, well, I really enjoy being in the fasted state, so I don't want to eat early on the up day because I, I don't, I'm not used to that, especially if they're coming from like one meal a day or evening eating window. They don't want to have to deal with food, but that's actually a big mistake. They'll wait till they're at hour 42 or hour 46 and start at like noon with a meal, and then they're not hungry enough for a second meal. And they're like, what? You told me to listen to my body. I'm not hungry. I'm like, well, in this case, <laughs> the problem is you're starting too late. If you start earlier, like like you do, having cream in your coffee to wake up your appetite in the morning. And yeah, it ends the fast, but you want to have enough time to be hungry. On an up day, it would be better to have a 12-hour eating window than you waited too long and had one meal and then you're stuffed and you can't eat another meal. You know, you think that sounds better because we've been trying to eat less, move more. If you're eating less, that must be better. Not on an up day. Right. So that's a good strategy, starting with your creamy coffee, then gently, you know, moving into your yogurt and then lunch and then dinner. And you don't have trouble eating that dinner. Oh, not at all. Yeah. And it works for my husband and I. We both have our ways of doing it. His is pretty similar. He's one of those, like, he does not go in the kitchen. The joke in our family is that he burned peanut butter and jelly one time. (laughs) (laughs) He decided to toast the bread and it fell back behind the toaster. And I came home from like a baby shower and was like, why does our house smell? And he's like, I burned peanut butter and jelly. That's so funny. Should I even ask? So he does not handle the cooking. So I pretty much, 
handle the food. So whatever I give him is what he's eating. So he just goes with the flow. But he also, he's, I remember when we were dating and early years of marriage, I was always like, I have to eat first thing. You're supposed to eat all the time. And he was like, but I'm not hungry. I don't want breakfast. Like, I don't want to eat this. And I'm like, I don't even get that. I'm hungry. The second I'm like, I couldn't even fathom what he was talking about. So when I said I wanted to try this, he was like, please, I've been trying to do this for years and you keep trying to make me eat all the time. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> well, we've been told you're supposed to. Yes. You, know, you said earlier, you're a rule follower. Me, yep. you, you give me some rules, I'll follow oh, them. Yeah. I might question them yes. and research them, whatever, and be like, that's not really the rule, but I'm going to try to follow it if I think it's right. And they were so insistent that we needed mm-hmm. to eat all those times. That is the truth. And that really is it I've noticed about myself. Like, I will question something. I'm very cynical. But then at the same time, once I do buy into you, I'm like, oh, I'm all it. Like yeah. once I read like your book, for example, I was like, clean fast. It's the only way. And I actually wrote a book about intermittent fasting. That's more of like a devotional for people. Oh, that, I love that. Yeah. So it just kind of goes through a book of the Bible and like all the different places that it talks about feasting and fasting and food and just breaking it down for people and being able to like process through it. But as I was... um Oh my gosh, I just... <laughs> you were writing your book, your IF devotional. Yes. So, oh, as I say right before it though, that, oh my gosh, I have so many thoughts in my head that I want I know, to it's to hard. Today. I'm the same <laughs> way. I'd be like, what was that squirrel? What was I saying? Exactly. I don't know. I'm the same way. But no, you were talking about, I don't know. I want to hear more about the IF devotional book though. Okay. Well, oh, just tell me about I that. Say. Yeah. I dedicated you, oh. you are in the book. So it's called Fasting and Feasting in Worship and Warfare. So it's about like... As we worship God, you can feast and you can fast. And both of those are acts of worship. And then also warfare, I know it's kind of a weird name. I was trying to find a W and it just felt like, because like spiritual warfare, like when you're fighting in the spiritual realm, like you you feel like you're fighting something and it's not a person that we're fighting. It's something spiritual is happening that's coming against us that our ways we can fight back are often through feasting by who we invite to the table with us and who we share a meal with. And then also how we fast and how dedicating that time to God. So I wrote that. And actually you are in, that's what I was going to say is you are in my little blurb at the beginning where I'm talking about like how I got into it. I said, I read a book by Jen Stevens called Delay, Don't Deny. So you're actually in, oh, in, there, in, the, in the introduction because it just, it opened my eyes to this whole other side of fasting, which we know if you, okay, I come from a Christian background that it talks about fasting in the Bible, but yeah. it was always this thing like, oh, that feels very religious. I don't know. I I don't really want to, you know, get caught in some like feeling like I have to do this thing. But it became like, wow, this was like a gift that was given to us that most of us just don't even realize is right there spelled out for us and all the benefits that come from it. Well, it says in the Bible, when you fast, yes, not that's actually if one of the you're going to fast, yes. right. when. you might want to fast, when you fast, when, and, you know, it, I don't think it's a, it's a a mystery that it's in every major religion. Yes. Yeah. Every major religion has periods of fasting. And you know, the the ancient wisdom of what's good for our bodies, you know, the mm-hmm. giving it that period of rest. Right. It's so true. And I feel like you have so much more clarity when you're in that place when you mm-hmm. don't have food clouding your mind or you're thinking about food even. You just have the freedom to I don't know. I feel like I can hear from God better and I can recognize where I'm at with the people around me. Like I'm more in tune with other people when I don't have all this other, all this other stimuli coming at me in the form of, you know, Oh, I'm really hungry today. Oh, I'm really, you know, like my blood sugar's crashing. We got the the flip side of that. We got the feasting, right? Every religion also has feasting and it wasn't like, and then they feasted and then they felt guilty because they ate too many carbs. I mean, that was not And then they said, eat less carbs next time. I mean, right. no, no. And then they went keto. No, they didn't. No. <laughs> That's so that was one of the things I was like, I am eating this diet, what I was doing, and I'm I'm not faulting keto because it really, I think mm-hmm. it really improved my health and saved me in a lot of ways. But for me, I was like, but the Bible says they went to the land of milk and honey, and now I can't have milk or honey. I don't well, they also, I, they I had real food, you know, and their yes. milk was different. I was talking oh, to, yeah. to somebody yesterday, Josie is her name. She's in our community, and she was here at the beach. It was so much fun to meet her and her Aww. sweet little family. They were here, and they swam in the ocean. They're from Colorado. So the little girls had not, never been to the ocean, so that was a oh lot of fun. Gosh. Anyway, they have like a cow that they just got, mm. and she was talking about that. I mean, that milk that you get from your cow 
and it hasn't been pasteurized and processed and cleared out of all the whatever, you know, and all the fat removed and now it's skim milk. Mm-hmm. That's a really different experience than having. That's true. I really think that even milk, if you're eating real food, real milk from a cow is going to be very different than a carton Mm-hmm. Of processed, homogenized, that's yes. what it's, <laughs> whatever. So anyway, exactly. it's so true. It, it has different enzymes in it. It's it's completely different experience. But I think really I think is. the feasting is key, and so I love that that's in your title: fasting and feasting and worship and warfare. And so people can find that on Amazon, I imagine. Yes, yes, they okay. can. It's I a forty day devotional journal. The, the look of it, it looks like Kindle Direct Publishing. Am I right? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> a little self-publishing action. Well, that's a great way to get your book out there. Yeah. That's, if it wasn't for self-publishing, Delay Don't Deny would not ever have gotten in the world. That's amazing. And what a blessing. Oh, man. I mean, I it's still self-published. It. It's, it's still is self it really? Yeah, it is still no. the original self-published version. One day I'd like to, to traditionally publish Delay Don't Deny just so it's in more places than Amazon. Right. I get that. That's yeah, the only that reason. Mm-hmm. I would like people to be able to you know, find it in a bookstore. And I also need to revise it. But I am a giant fan of self-publishing because no publisher in the world would have ever allowed me. I didn't, you know, I didn't have a following. I didn't have, I mean, I had a little tiny Facebook group, but they, they'd be like, no, we're not publishing mm-hmm. that. Who are you? Right. <laughs> and how many people have been changed by that book? Yeah. Oh man, I can't even imagine how many lives it's touched. Well, Fast Feast Repeat wouldn't be out there if it hadn't been for That's delay, true. don't deny. Because once You're you right. have a successful self-published book, then the publishers mm. will talk to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you had to lay the groundwork. It's true. So we all think build it. And so, so anybody yeah. who's thinking about writing something, you can. Mm-hmm. You can write it. You can get it out there. Self-publishing allows it. It's like just like podcasts. You know, I'm still very much a shoestring budget podcast. I don't have Mm. a producer. I don't have an assistant. I don't have – all I have is I pay Resonate Recordings. They edit it for me. They're amazing. And they've been doing that since the beginning. That's amazing. And I do have an ad team now just because that's really nice. But, I mean, it's like Wondery is the name of it. It's through Amazon. But it's only because I grew it. At the beginning, the first year, it was just me and a microphone and resonate recordings, and that was it. I love that. I love that there's more accessibility now. I mean, as much trouble as we had with this technology at the beginning of the podcast, yeah, it is so nice that there's just avenues out there now for people that we have this information or we have a vision for something that we want to get out into the world, and it doesn't have to feel so impossible. Like, oh, I have to wait around until I find someone that wants to pick this up for me. It's like, exactly. no, I'm just going to get it out. Let's do it. Exactly. And and we really can get the information out. You're not waiting on someone, you know, no. to to do it for you. So that's mm-hmm. that's the beautiful thing about how technology has changed. You know, it's like I have a little radio show that I put out myself. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, cuz that's so what true. podcasts are. And last month was our best month ever of pot. We had 500,000 downloads of intermittent fasting stories in the month of August. That is amazing. We're recording this in September. I know we've never hit five hundred thousand in one month before, but five hundred. I told Chad, I'm like, it's huge. Five hundred thousand people were listening to me last month. What? Yes. Oh man, and we all love that it's twice a week now. I can just vouch for everyone. I'll just say, <laughs> well, I'm glad. I, so I love that it's there. twice a week too, because I, first of all, I love to talk to people, as everybody yeah. knows. I love it's like my my social time, right? And, <laughs> and meeting people, and I enjoy it so very much. But yeah. I was having such a buildup of episodes, mm, like yeah. they, I had 25 episodes when I decided I've got to go to two that were all just like sitting there produced and ready to go. But I was wow. like, I've just got to go to twice a week. And now yeah. I have it down to a science. It's, I mean, yes, it takes more work because I have to record another day. And, mm-hmm. but it's really easy. I mean, it's not any big deal. It's yeah. not twice as hard as doing one. So that's the right. good news. Well, that's good. Yeah, that's true. You just, I only have to upload show notes and things once a week. So I have like a really good oh, routine, but I, I love it. I love yeah. doing it. But anybody who's interested in getting the word out about anything, Write a book, start a podcast. Right. It's all possible. It really, really is. So I love that you did that. So you were talking right before that, you were talking about being a rule follower. Oh, yes. Yeah. Which actually, okay, so I have another thought that just popped into my head regarding, okay, so we were talking about ADF and I'm doing that now, but I don't do it all month long because 
again, talking about like, as I learn more research, more and more is coming out about like women and fasting Mm -hmm. because there hasn't been as much. And it's been this like, oh, women shouldn't fast. And now it's like, oh, actually they can. But we have different times of the month that are probably better suited to that. Like the week before your period, you probably should not, not that you shouldn't fast at all, but open your window more because your your body. body. Yes. I always had one day where I needed to eat more and that was all I needed. But again, I'm a very hearty eater. So, you you know, if somebody is like, like more restrained, they might need Mm -hmm. to have longer windows. I did not because I can fit in a lot of food in five (laughs) hours. Right. (laughs) That's sufficient for my body. But yeah. 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 But it really listening to your body. It will tell you like, do you find that you have cyclical hunger? Okay. Yes. So like the first probably... I'd say the first half is really when I do the ADF. I try to get it in because your body, just like after doing some more research and reading about it, it seems like your body is more suited to it. You need your insulin even lower because your estrogen is going up. So it's like your body's primed and ready to fast. So it's like, just go for it. Just do what you can do to make yourself feel better. And I do, I feel so good in that state, which actually I know I was saying like, usually I'll start with my cream and coffee first thing on the days that I'm doing an update. And I did not today because I wanted to be totally fasted. So I'm going to eat like crazy when I'm done. But yeah, yeah, I was like, I just want to be in the fasted state. I I don't want to be like laggy at all. Right. You're very mentally sharp. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Even though I'm still like forgetting things. Well, you're so excited. You're like I me. I am. I'm so excited. Once I get going, I'm like, what did I say? I have no I know, idea. I'll be looking back. Did I say that? Did I? Yeah. <laughs> So I'll do like the first half of the month I'll do, and it's not like this many days, but just really like about the first half, I'll just go for it. And then as I start to feel like, okay, I'm feeling a little more tired. I think I need to just do daily windows and then I'll go to that. And then like it might go to 19, 5, 24 for a few days. And then as I get closer to my period, I do, I get really hungry. So or like more like snappy. So I'm like, okay, I need to let myself eat whatever it wants to eat. And I'll open the window and I might have breakfast. But again, my breakfast is probably like 9, 10. So it's still not starting at five when I wake up. I'm I'm an early bird. I know you are too. Nine oh, o'clock, yeah. my head hits the pillow. Oh I'm yeah, it's, it's so hard. Like last night we were at the beach house and Chad said, I want to watch a movie. I'm like, okay, oh. we didn't start the movie till like 730. I mean, oh, that's people who stay up late were like, what? <laughs> I but, know. you know, it was like nine. I made it. The movie didn't get it. wasn't over till almost 10. And I didn't even fall asleep. <laughs> that That's amazing. Cool. I'm so proud I of know. you. People who go to bed earlier are like, yes. Other people are like, that is lame. You are lame. But yes. I, did I am it, lame. Though. I made it till 10 o'clock. I was even laying down and I didn't fall asleep. That is amazing. I know. I'm like, I've seen the first 10, 15 minutes of many movies. <laughs> I tried really hard. I was trying. I tried. <laughs> but I get it. So, you know, you yes. go to bed early and nine o'clock and that's, yeah. Yeah. And then I'm good. So, but on the, when I want to have a little longer window right before that time, I'll just, you know, I might start it. Like once I get all the kids to school and I'm coming home and I'm going to be cleaning the house or whatever it is, all the mom things that we have to get done. And I'll just come home, have my yogurt. So again, I try to pick something that's not going to crash my blood sugar right off the get go. And then I'll still, I'll do lunch with my husband and then dinner with the kids. So I just, 
also because I don't want to get into that place of like, I want to have that metabolic flexibility and keep changing it up. So my body's never like, oh, I know what's happening. She eats every other day. So now we're going to go this long and then she's going to eat, you know, I want to just keep mixing it up. So I have longer windows and then shorter windows. And that really seems to be working for me. Cause I think when I started again, I'm a rule follower. So it was like for the first probably year or maybe even more, I was very like, this is my window. I only eat in this window. And it just got to where I could feel like I'm tired and I'm not making it to my window. Mm-hmm. So finally I broke that cycle of like, you do not have, there's not some rule. No one's looking over your shoulder going, you did 18, six today. You yeah. did not do that. Well, and I think <laughs> delayed on deny when I wrote it, I was still pretty early in my journey because I lost the weight starting in 2014 to 2015. And then the obesity code came out in 2016. And instead of like telling everybody exactly what to do, it didn't, which is one reason I wrote Delay, Don't Deny. But I was pretty much in a daily eating window pattern of this is what Mm -hmm. I did. So I wrote it very much through that lens because that's what I was doing right then. And I mean, I talked about ADF in there, but not like, very well necessarily. I mean, you could totally do it by reading, you know, what I wrote in there, but not as well as I wrote about it in Fast Feast Repeat. So people came away from Delayed on Tonight with, well, Jen has an evening eating window. It's five hours or less. She eats one actual meal. That's what you should do. Mm-hmm. And and I think I did a much better job in Fast Feast Repeat communicating that no, that is not yeah. quote what you do. It's just because right. that's you know what, what Jen does. That. Yeah. I'm wondering if that's when I switched and gave myself the permission was after reading. Fast we actually listened repeat. to it on audiobook one day when we were doing a road trip, my husband and I. And Fast Feast Repeat, it was like, oh, okay, it's not this, like, it yeah. has to be this well, magical yeah, number. And, and I never intended for Delay, Don't Deny, but, you know, no. you, I wasn't, it was very much my story mm-hmm. through the book. But when I was writing Fast Feast Repeat, I was like, I do not want to give, like, I purposefully did not want to give a here is what I do kind of, a, mm-hmm. you know, I wanted you to find your own way in it. Right. And so I did a better job there. But I can remember early in the advanced group, the Delay, Don't Deny advanced group on Facebook, before Fast Feast Repeat came out, it was so it was probably in around 2018, something around there. Someone, we really weren't talking about ADF at that point, hardly at mm-hmm. all. And someone was talking, even though it was in Delay, Don't Deny. We still weren't really talking about it. And somebody was talking about down days and and someone said to her, we don't do that here. Oh, wow. And I'm like, wait a minute. Right. What? <laughs> there is a chapter on this. We do yeah. it here. But like they were like, no, that is not what we do in this group. Um, we eat every day. And I'm like, no. <laughs> wow, that's so funny. I guess we way. hear what we – I guess we all just kind of gather different things, like what we feel is for us. And sometimes we miss, we overlook the other things. I don't know. That's interesting how it that was. Happens. It was it's really right funny. There in the book. <laughs> it, it is. It's in Delay Don't Deny. But yeah. I also was a little bit like, I did it for a while and I didn't really like it. Okay. So that, yeah. that, I kind of had that tone to it. And that so could be it. People too. are like, yeah. oh, Jen didn't like it. Well, I'm not going to like right. it. Then I'm not going to like it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> when I revise well, Delay Don't like Deny, it. I won't say it like that. I'm glad that you like it. But what I love is the way that you've crafted a plan that feels really good for you and that you're listening to your body through the different, you know, the way you feel. And again, the ADF, regardless of, of where you are in your cycle might feel restrictive after a while for people. Yeah. You know, if you, Mm -hmm. you, people might be able to do it for a week or two and it feels really good. And then you need that to switch things up. I am a, Mm -hmm. somebody who, I've never been able to have, you know, quote, a perfect month, you know, where I, mm-hmm. I, I've never had a month where all my windows were five hours or less ever. Right. That might be mainly what I did for a long time, but I still would have days where something happens. Chad and I are in Charleston. I'm going to have lunch today. And then I'm also going to have dinner. So I've always switched it up. I'm going to, going to Nashville tomorrow. <laughs> and we're going to a football game. And the football game oh, is at like 11 a.m., which is very mm-hmm. early. Wow. I don't know if I'm going to – I might fast through the football game, but I probably won't because they'll be having mimosas. I'll be like, mimosas uh, at 9 a.m. Yeah. I'm going to see how I feel. Smart Jen should wait. <laughs> <laughs> but it's going to have all those college cues. It's my sorority sisters. I don't know oh, what I'm wow. going to do. We'll see. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Either way, you're going to have a blast. It's so going to be, be fun. fun. We're going to have yes. a good time. But But again, you're switching it up is probably really good for your body. Yeah, I think it is. I think just the freedom. I think my body just needed the freedom of knowing Mm -hmm. we can do 
we, I can do you what, and your body together. Exactly. Me and yeah. my body can do what we need to do to feel good for that day, for that time period, and just learning to be more in tune to it. And I've noticed it carry over into other areas of my life when I'm getting emotions. I've noticed in the past, I used to just kind of shove it down and like, I, I can't deal with that right now. And it's given me this freedom to go, what are you feeling right now? What is this? And what is your body trying to tell you? Pay attention. So it's like it opened up this whole world way beyond just food of like me just being more in touch with my own emotions and learning. Like I was always one that didn't ever feel like I could say no to anybody about anything. And I just just always be go with the flow, do what you need for me and get walked all over in the process. And it's learned, I've learned to be able to be like, actually, I cannot do even, you know, like I had friends last week that there were things like three or four nights of the week. And I already, like I said, I have four kids, two of them are our foster children. And so there's extra visits always happening and people are coming into your home and there's a lot always right. happening in our life. So in the past, I would have been like, I was invited. Let me just go. I don't want to be the party pooper that doesn't show up. And instead it was like, I'm going to look at my calendar and I'm going to pick which things do I actually want yeah. to be at. So it's like, it's going be, it's taught me way beyond just food, like how to it's boundaries. To my own, exactly. You I'm know, setting I, I boundaries. Really fasting well, gives yeah. us boundaries, right? We have nice. boundaries and discipline is required to do fasting. You know, you yeah. have to stick to the boundaries. You can't yes. be, you just throw, you know, oh, I'm just going to eat whenever right. I feel like it because I feel like it. And that's not, you're not going to be fasting long if you do that. We have to put these boundaries in. But then when you realize how well those boundaries work, you start putting them in other places. Yes. Boundaries with people, boundaries with your time. And you start crafting out or carving out is the word I meant to say, carving out time for yourself. Mm-hmm. That's exactly like it. I have carved out this time when when I'm going to you know do my water aerobics. Mm-hmm. I've actually got that in my calendar now. So when you scheduled the podcast, I was not here doing water aerobics yet. And so it's 9 a.m. So I have now carved that time out. So people who are scheduling now cannot schedule a podcast till after I'm home from water aerobics. I love that. Yeah. Okay. So I want to know if you tried, oh, what was it called? Not cricket. What's it called oh, where you oh, play on the field? Pickleball. Did you try it? Yet? You know, I haven't even seen it. I don't think we really have it. I think that was a, that was oh, a mistake. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't heard anything about pickleball or seen it. We do have tennis courts. I think. I don't know. I haven't seen anybody using them. So okay. Pickleball Maybe I think is day. not going to happen. But I love, yeah. love, love the water aerobics. I do too. You just feel better in the water. You don't feel all sweaty because yeah. you're just. <laughs> but you're still get a good workout. I really enjoy water aerobics. That's a fun one. Yeah. It doesn't hurt your joints or anything. But yeah, it, it feels so good to be in the water and to be moving and mm-hmm. and I'm just really enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love it. Too. We have an indoor pool here. Our gym has an indoor pool in it, which is nice because as the weather changes, it's not like you have to cut that out. You can still just have that time in the water. Yep. Same thing here. Really We've got the, the, it's indoors. And so it's all, apparently it goes all the time, all year long. So we'll see mm-hmm. how that is. We're almost out of time, but we still have a little yeah. bit of time, but I want to talk about non-scale victories. Yeah. Have you had any non-scale victories? Okay. So I mentioned some of the like, my mood is better. My patience is better. My focus, clarity of mind, my spiritual focus. But then also there's been funny things that like my elbows are soft now. Yeah, I don't know how many too. people, I feel like someone said that. Yeah. yeah. Like I used to have those really hard, like almost callousy elbows, yeah. which what is it? It's not psoriasis. Am I saying no, that? I don't, there's also something on, on the back of your arms that I had bumps on the yeah, back of my arms so. too. Do you still have that? Yeah. I had bumpy back of my arms and my elbows were rough. And now my elbows are smooth and the back of my arms are also smooth. I don't know what causes that. I don't know either. And my feet, like my, I used to have really callousy, which I know I lived in Florida before we moved. We're in North Carolina now, but we used to live in Florida. And so I was always in flip-flops. So I don't know if, I don't know, but all I know is I had the grossest feet. Like they were so calloused and like, they just looked like... uh, like a log, like ch- I don't even know how right to around like, your etch heels. into it. You're right around well, the heels. I will and say, I really did you walk in sand a lot? Uh, not that much. We weren't that close to the beach. Okay. I was in sandals all the time, but not really sand a lot. But I know I remember looking it up, and it said this could be a sign of like the beginning of diabetes or something like that. And I was like, oh my gosh! But I've noticed. They're not like I, I touched them the other day. I'm like, oh my gosh, they're soft. Yeah. Like they're still a little wrinkly. They're not perfect, but I mean, they're still feet. Yeah. <laughs> but they're like actually soft and not like it used to be like, I know it's Yeah. Saying that word right. It used to be so hard and that has gone away. So like weird skin stuff. And even as far as like, 
I was out of college. I was probably in my 20s. I'm 42 now, or 43. Oh my gosh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to, to age. But like my skin, I used to have the worst skin. Like I would break out way into my 30s. And I was like, this is not supposed to still be happening. And I remember I'm listening to Benjamin Bickman's book, Why We Get, Why we get Sick. Sick. And he was talking about acne. And I'm like, I never, they would always say, oh, it's not really from food. It's really from, you know, this or that is what causes it. And I was like, I don't, I think it was inflammation because my skin has cleared up. Like just so many random things well, that I. you know, it's, it's like toxins coming out yes. through your skin, right? And yes, here we are somewhere. fasting and mm-hmm. our body has that increased ability to detox. Yeah. So it makes so perfect sense. The toxins really are not erupting, whatever, on the back of your arms yeah. or on your face right. or whatever, because mm-hmm. your your body can deal with them. That's that's really yeah. what I think. I think so too. I think you're exactly right. That's been interesting to think about. So those are probably the big ones. And like I said, I had blood work. We have to get like physicals each year to keep our foster license. And so I got my physical done and it was saying my triglycerides were back down where they were supposed to. My cholesterol was a little high, but I was like, I've done enough research on mm-hmm. this that I don't quite buy into the, what they say cholesterol should be. So, cause they were like, you should probably be on statin soon. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. I'll just keep my, and I had just started fasting. I think I was like nine months and I know that either you, you or temporary high. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Transient hypocholesterolemia. I'm sure I've said that wrong. <laughs> Cholesterolemia <laughs> is a long word. Basically, Perfectly. that means temporary high cholesterol just because of yeah. releasing all the fat. But yeah, yeah. there's a lot so more to the story. Like, there's like mm-hmm. ratios you can look right. at to see. And I did the ratio and it was fine. Long, so I'm like, yeah, mm, I think I that's think a fine. lot more important looking at the ratio and not just taking yeah. numbers in isolation. Right. You know, I'm, I'm not going to take a medication unless right. I absolutely, you know, mm-hmm. feel like I need to. So Exactly. I agree. Well, now we really are almost out of time. So what would you tell someone just starting out with intermittent fasting or what do you wish you knew when you first started? I think I would say number one would be just do it. Just try it. It's not going to hurt anything. Like give yourself, do the, the fast start, just step into it and make a goal. Start with a clean fast. Yeah. I do very much believe in the clean fast. I now love black coffee. Um, I got I mine. Like to treat myself Ta-da. to the other, but man, I, yeah. Yeah, I have my water now because I already had my coffee at five, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like just breaking yourself. And I think that that also just helps change your, which we also didn't get to talk about, but changes your palate, your palate. so that mm-hmm. you can handle more, not just handle, but I enjoy right. foods that before I would have been like, eh, that's, I don't know. I don't really want to eat that. So that has helped a lot. Just getting used to the black coffee And then I would say, like, even if you don't see the scale changes that you expected, just knowing that things are happening in your body. And maybe I really wish I had taken blood work when I started and then like a year later so I could look at the difference. I think that's a great idea. I I should have had that in there for for the fast start, get blood work done. Mm -hmm. Because really, yeah, like fasted insulin. I wish I knew what my fasted insulin was in 2014 when my waist was huge. I bet it was really Uh, high. Yeah. And that was my thing. I'm thin, but I've always had like, it was just this belly pooch, which mm-hmm. now I'm like, that was insulin. And yeah. I didn't know. I mean, it's also, I've had two kids, but you know, but your waist but has gotten still... smaller, significantly smaller. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's a great so it sign. Has definitely made, yeah. It's been, it's just been truly a health plan. Wasn't so much the weight loss. It was a health plan for me. And I just am like, just try it. And I've told, obviously I wrote a book. So I do tell everyone, <laughs> like everyone in my circle knows that I fast and I'm screaming it from the mouth. I don't push it on people, but they know they can always come talk to me if you have questions because I think it's the greatest thing. So I love it. I love it. And I love you. And I'm so thankful for what you've done and getting the word out there for all of us. And again, if anyone's interested in um, Jennifer's devotional, it's called Fasting and Feasting in Worship and Warfare. And it's a 40-day devotional. Devotional journal. Devotional journal. Well, thank you so much for being here today, Jennifer. Thank you. I very much enjoyed it. Do you have an intermittent fasting story to tell? Email me at jen at intermittentfastingstories.com and I'll add you to the lineup. That's G-I-N at intermittentfastingstories.com. The world wants to hear your story. That's it for today. Remember, I may have a doctorate, but I'm not a medical doctor. So don't use anything you hear on this podcast as a substitute for medical advice. Please always check with your doctor or healthcare provider if you have medical questions. I'll talk to you next week, Fasting Family, where we will hear another inspiring story. Have a great week and fast on.
Intermittent Fasting Stories is edited, mixed, and mastered by Resonate Recordings. To learn more, visit them at ResonateRecordings.com or email them at hello at ResonateRecordings.com. Intermittent Fasting Stories listeners will receive a free offer if you mention that you heard it on the podcast. I'm Shimol Yai, and I have a new podcast called The Competition. Every year, 50 high school senior girls compete in a massive scholarship competition. I wouldn't say I have an ego problem, but I'm extremely competitive. All of the competitors are used to being the best and the brightest, and they're all vying for a huge cash prize. This will probably be the most intense that you've ever gone through in your life. I remember that feeling because I was one of them. I lost. But now I'm coming back as a judge and also a kind of teen girl anthropologist. Because if you want to understand what it's like to be a young woman in America today, the competition's not a bad place to start. Hopefully no one will die on station night. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery, this is The Competition. Follow The Competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to The Competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.